What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Frame by Frame. I'm your host, Aman, and joining me is my partner in crime, the one with no nickname, Alice. How are you doing? I'm doing very well today. You know, I feel like it has been, you know, decent time. We're about to enter, literally. We got, like, two more weeks, and then it's basically nonstop content. I mean, we got Ant-Man coming out pretty oh, yeah. soon. The Mario movie dropping in March. You know, I just saw that they released the designs, I guess, for the Ninja Turtles. I completely forgot there was a Ninja Turtles movie coming out this year. So yeah, there's we a got, Ninja we got Turtles a lot. movie coming out? Yeah, you didn't I know yet. Yeah. So, so there's a, apparently there's a rebooted. Wow. So they're rebooting Ninja Turtles, going to be fully animated. So they're doing a movie and then they're going to actually do a villain series on a Paramount Plus. Like a Ninja Turtle mm. villain series. So they released the designs. They released or leaked, but the designs for those mm. came out. So this week interesting, so. interesting. got a lot of good stuff uh, oh yeah uh so this is our first podcast of uh 2023 is it so, yeah first yeah, first, one we recorded. Kicking off, first one recorded kicking off the year yeah first one we recorded um so we're kicking off the year with um a marvel preview ish episode phase five preview um uh, but yeah uh this week um well basically um i've been catching up with my comics so I told you last time I told uh, last time we did a podcast, I said I was catching up with the Hickman series. So I just mm. wrapped up Hickman's Fantastic Four run. Uh, nice. And uh, wow, it was it was really good. Uh, I enjoyed the introduction of the Council of Reeds, how the multiverse system works. And uh, yeah, I can see them slowly adapting this sort of this version of the Fantastic Four in the MCU. I think you know, I'm uh, curious, honestly, what your take is, because I don't know how familiar you are with the X-Men. But I oh, sorry, <laughs> X-Men, Fantastic Four. <laughs> Got uh-huh. mutants on the brain. Sorry. But I've heard people decently split. Some people saying that they want like a more Hickman high concept S take and more people saying they want like a a go back, you know, throwback to like the 60s, you know, classic Silver Age adventures. Where do you lie on that spectrum? See, before reading this, I would have probably said go back to the 60s, the grounded take. Uh, but there's just something about the way six, Hickman crafts his stories, mm. you know, um, it's just it's it, it's so well put together i mean he could probably do the exact same thing with a grounded version uh but now that i've actually read his more you know uh the more cosmic version of the fantastic four you can say yeah, he did a similar thing with the x-men as well it's way more cosmic it's not the grounded oppressed mutants it's very different there's a lot of new concepts a lot of retconning done uh in the house and powers of x so um so yeah uh, i would definitely prefer the way hickman does it because again i just think it's so well put together um and uh yeah um, I think, and that would that way it would separate um, MCU Fantastic Four and X Men from the Fox Fantastic Four and X Men because those yeah. were you could say grounded in reality and more uh, akin to their uh, earlier versions from the comic book. So, um, not exactly, but uh, you know, in concept, yeah. you could say more akin to the uh, to the, the more comic accurate version, you can say. But but with the MCU, I think they should really be. Uh, going the more cosmic route you know just imagine the phoenix force being this insanely powerful cosmic eternal uh, i mean uh, celestial level uh you know uh being or entity but uh but yeah i think i think well hickman's uh hickman's uh, x-men and fantastic War storyline adapting the mcu uh would work wonders for the marvel cinematic universe uh but yeah uh hickman's fantastic four run loved it highly recommend uh, and yeah, next I'll be reading his Secret Warriors, uh, and then after that, New Avengers and Avengers, and then the it's all gonna come down to Secret Wars. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, enough of the comic book talk. Um, 
And uh, yeah, uh, with all the housekeeping out of the way, guys, you're listening to Frame by Frame, a podcast all about your favorite movies and TV shows. Today, we'll be previewing Marvel Cinematic Universe's Phase 5. But before we begin, let's go ahead and have a special shout out to our framers, our patrons. Bucky Blue, Hopple, Alpaca Tom, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Anna Hudak, Nikolai at Night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snackwork, and David Hotright. If you want to hear your name added to this illustrious crew at the start of every show, make sure to head on over to patreon.com slash save the game media and subscribe to the tier of your liking. And if you're an audio listener, make sure to head on over to YouTube slash save the game media and subscribe to our channel for daily content where you can leave a review on your favorite podcast streaming service, and that can help us grow. Every five-star review we get here is going to be read live on the show. Now, let's go ahead and get in, Amon. All right. Uh, so coming up first, Alice, is uh, the Ant-Man and the Wasp trailer. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer. Uh, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this trailer, because I have some um, some well, mildly different takes to what most people have been saying. Uh, but uh, what do you think? So I feel like it's weird because I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't necessarily call myself the biggest Ant-Man fan, but I feel like Marvel continually forces myself, or maybe it's the Marvel fandom, into being an Ant-Man apologist. Because I feel like the Ant-Man movies do have a place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I wasn't necessarily thinking of even them as palate cleansers as a bad thing. I think the fact is, in a universe with constant grounded stakes, you need to have some people who speak for the common man. I love Tony Stark, but I'm never going to be a billionaire philanthropist. I love Steve Rogers, but I'm never going to be a soldier. A struggling dad trying to do the best for his kids? That's something a bit more relatable that I feel like people can get to. Now, with this movie, this trailer in particular, they're really setting themselves up, basically going from the power. So this is, imagine Scott's anime power crawl. You go from fighting a dude with the same basic powers as you in a suit who can't quite use it to a decently trained fighter who can walk through walls. Now you're fighting basically the cosmic god of the MCU who has power (laughs) over timelines. It's like, so it's going to be interesting to see, I think. You know, I think this did a good job at presenting the stakes. But at the same time, I don't, I don't know what Marvel wants us to think. Like, this is the second trailer that they position the heroes as losing. And obviously, Kang is not going to lose in this movie, given the fact that we have a movie called Kang Dynasty coming. But they seem to go pretty hard on the idea of Scott having this big self-sacrificial moment. And that almost makes me feel like he won't. Like, in the same way that the... the um, Like the Hawkeye trailer. moment from Age of Ultron. That's what yes, or like. even the, or even to similar more recently, the Guardians moment from um, the recent trailer. As much as I do think Rocket probably is going to die, the fact that they leaned so hard into the trailer did give me pause. Because even then, Marvel's the classic misdirect. Even then, we're just hearing reports about them basically planning more misdirects in trailers. Um, now, as for the specific of the trailer, Kang, I thought looked great, but honestly, I don't really have anything to say because I knew he was going to be great from the get go. Um, Modok, I like it. <laughs> You're never going to actually be able to make a Modok that looks cool on the screen. It's all going to be some variation of either derpy looking or not comic accurate or derpy looking and like not it? comic accurate. Do you like it with so, the mask on or the mask off? Uh, personally, I prefer the mask 
on just because I think honestly, I kind of like the idea of having it be a little bit more unique to the thing. I personally also feel that my hypothesis is putting um uh whatever that dude's name is, Corey Stoll's head probably costs a lot of money to blow it up like that. So I don't actually think we're gonna see him outside of the mask that often. I think he's probably gonna be wearing masks for most of the movie because that's a lot cheaper to render. A static mask a lot cheaper to render than blowing up some dude's head and put on the body. Um yeah. One thing I will say with this movie, and I really hope that they deliver on, is I feel like this movie, I don't really know what they feel like they know what to do with Hank and Janet. It sometimes feels like they're either basically exposition devices or, you know, mm-hmm. hey, Janet was obviously the method, the whole reason they were trying to go after everything in in uh Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I want a compelling reason to care about these characters, you know? I feel like the best portrayal of Hank Pym, weirdly enough, was probably What If, that one episode where he got to actually, you know, be Yellow Jack, and even then, he was barely in it. We actually got some amount of motivations aside from curmudgeon-y scientist who used to be Ant-Man, but we don't actually get to see anything cool, you know? So I'm hoping that this movie delivers on those two characters. I'm curious to see what your take is. Hmm. Uh. So. Um. I. I like the trailer. I thought it was a well put trailer. But um, it might be a misdirect. But if it isn't, I think the trailer is revealed too much. Like from the start of the trailer, we go from Ooh, Kang being this mysterious figure. Is he a foe? Is he an enemy? Oh. Uh. Turns out he's an enemy. They just made that clear in the trailer. You know. Like. Why. Why did they? Even if it is a misdirect, why reveal that so soon? Couldn't like. Is it movies coming out in a month? You could have just saved it for that. Uh, but I was watching it with my friend who's not into Marvel movies at all. Uh, and he was like, oh, who's this character? Uh, seems interesting. And they're like, oh, he's a villain. You know, if having, you know, maybe you could have <clears> well, saved, saved that reveal for the movie. See, I'm, I don't what think do they're think necessarily that? trying to make you think that he wasn't a villain. For the simple fact is the last time we saw this actor's face, it was him saying, watch out for my variants. I think it was more, I would argue that they were trying to position him as a bad guy, but more... The misdirect, I think, is in what Scott's actually going to choose. Because they lean into the idea that Scott basically siding with him. Because even then he had that line that was like, I don't care who he is. I just want, you know, time back or whatever it was. So I feel like they're trying to, what I feel like they're trying to set up the expectation is that Scott might make possibly this deal with the devil. But, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. think, you know, even I don't think that they necessarily expect us to think that Kang isn't bad, but more that what is Scott going to do? Which even then, I don't see, you know, <laughs> Scott arguably is a bit more selfish and self-minded than some of the other heroes. But oh, yeah. even then, I don't right. think there's much justification for him to justify getting even earned time back with his daughter versus potentially putting the entire cosmos at stake, especially seeing what mm-hmm. he's already done with the Avengers. So, like, right. it'll be interesting to, I think, see what they actually do with that. Yeah, that's that's a decent point. That's a decent point. But uh, uh, overall, what are you most excited about in this movie? Um, Jonathan Majors. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm a big fan of him. Just destroying yes. Ant Man, just beating the think, crap out of him. I'm like, oh god. I think that the the see one thing, and I won't delve too into this because this honestly deserves this whole episode. But one thing I was thinking about before is Thanos as a concept was presented as this insurmountable force. Yes, he was bad. Yes, he was evil. But he was something that the villains, they the focus wasn't so much on fighting Thanos. It was anticipating him. It was preventing him and then later reacting him. 
Thanos was almost like a force of nature in the MCU previously. You know, you had Tony right. dreaming about him. The way they're presenting Kang is almost explicitly different. Kang is introduced to us where you have Loki and Sylvie going to the original place of all creation, presented with an original sin option. They end up plunging the universe into chaos. And now we're watching Kang as basically this godlike figure controlling everything. I think for one thing, it's smart to pair arguably the most powerful presence that we've seen in the Marvel Cinematic Universe yet, Kang, with the objectively one of the weaker ones, which is funny to say, considering we have Hawkman. Uh, Hawkman. Hawkeye. (laughs) Hawkeye. I was like, Hawkman? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know Um, that. The the hierarchy of the DC Universe changed so much, they sent him to Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) The Marvel Universe is about to change. Uh, But... uh... Uh, but yeah, I guess that's all we have to say about Ant-Man, right? Uh, yeah. I'm curious to see what they do with Modoc. If he's just going to be this one movie villain, or are they going to save him? For oh, I definitely I can, think he's sticking like, I can see again. him escaping, sort of establishing AIM, uh, and then, you know, young being the villain in a Young Avengers movie or something like that. I can see that happening. Uh, if oh, yeah. Does, but, uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, let's move on to our Phase 5 preview. We're done with the Ant-Man trailer. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's talk about the Marvels, shall we? Um, so recent leaks and rumors, uh, obviously, uh, take this with a grain of salt. And if uh, you want to stay spoiler free or go into these Phase Five movies blind, I recommend uh, not listening to what we have to say next because we're going to be discussing a lot of leaks and rumors from uh, the Marvel Studios Reddit spoiler page. Uh, but um, but yeah, uh, the first uh, rumor or leak is the Marvels will feature both uh, all three characters, um, as we all knew, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Monica Rambeau. Is she fo- she's Photon, right? Or is there an- uh, I believe I think yeah. there's another name. As- yeah, Photon. Photon. She's been yeah. Photon and Spectra, uh, but I think they're going with Photon Spectre, for this all right. Photon, right. Uh, there are rumors that Blue Marvel will be making his MCU debut in this uh, movie, so uh, as well as Marvel Boy, uh, but nothing concrete yet. I don't think any of the big... Uh, leakers or scoopers have said anything about that, but I've seen some smaller people uh, suggest that they might be making an appearance. Uh, but the main plot of this movie is it's going to revolve around an incursion. And as we all know, the last time we saw an incursion or heard of an incursion was Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Uh, and uh, if you guys didn't know, it's basically when two universes collide, two or more universes collide, uh, and it's like a multiversal war, you could say, a mini multiversal war. Uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Alice, uh, what are your thoughts on this incursion happening in the Marvels? I mean, it's, I think, a good position to um, set this movie up. It's weird. When you look at kind of the trajectory of the Marvel's franchise within it, you have arguably a bunch of characters that are tendential to important events, but really haven't done too much. Carol, you know, we got the information in the background. And while she was used as kind of a plot point slash MacGuffin um, in Endgame, at the end of the day, she wasn't as connected. She was more separate. Kamala, obviously, is this character watching all of the things. Um, So she, you know, has been outside of it. Um, Monica, you know, her mom basically being the founder of S.W.O.R.D., then her having the whole experience Westview again, accessory to all this superhero stuff going on, but now she's getting the chance. What I'm curious to see, though, is kind of basically this movie, how is it going to identify, you know, the Marvel characters going forward into this? What are they going to mean to secret invasions? They have too many secrets in Marvel. Secret wars. What's it going to mean to secret wars? And how, you know, 
Well, that even then, Secret Invasion, you know, we have the scroll plot and stuff. So I'm expecting the scrolls, you know, just going to pretend the scrolls didn't exist in the sequel to the movie that set them up. So I'm assuming we'll even get some type of Secret Invasion tie in. But like, mm-hmm. if you're positioning this movie with an incursion, you know, that kind of gives it, I feel like, the jolt it needs. On one hand, you already know that Carol is working with um, Bruce, she's working with Wong, uh, she's now working with Shang-Chi. Right. Uh-huh. Try to figure out what's going on with the rings. So positioning that double whammy of her, we already know she's looking into the rings as possible mm-hmm. alien. And the bangles tech. as well. Yeah, uh, the bangles. So basically, you know, this is positioning Carol, I think, as an important character. And Carol is a really good character. And even then, I think that um Allison Br- uh Allison Bree is a really Be able to. Hello. Yeah, I think uh, something Hello? went wrong with the with the uh, streaming service we're using, Melon. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about the Marvels. And oh, yeah, so I'll just start from where I was. Uh, yeah. So I'm um, just the idea that positioning her uh, dealing with an incursion in the Marvels and already having her researching the Bengals, researching the Ten Rings, is going to give her the spot to be a really important and central character going forward on whatever the new Avengers team is in Kang Dynasty. And I think that, you know, Captain Marvel is a really cool character, and even then, I think that the actress that they picked for Allison, she's really talented. The main problem with the movie was just, I think, personally, that its stakes just were hard. It's already hard to do an amnesia plot, you're adding like basically it had too much stuff stacked in against in writing. You've got an amnesia right. plot that's also a prequel that's also taking place right before Endgame. Uh, you know, you've got a lot going for it, and it frankly should have just come out at a different time when it didn't have to worry right. about being connected to this. Now they haven't actually chance to do basically what they're doing with Ant Man, set it up and reposition the character into how they want to function in Phase Five and Phase Six. You know and I'm for it because I think that I'd be interested personally. I think that there could be some really good opportunities for banter between like her and Anthony Mackie as uh, Captain America, or you know, depending on if I'm um, not mm-hmm. sure who'd probably. Do, who do you think it'll be like in the Trinity, the new Trinity for the Avengers? The new Trinity. Oh, I think it'll be uh, Doctor Strange, um, Sam Wilson, uh, Captain America, and um, Spider Man. I think it's going to be these three. I mean, I could see that if Sony plays ball. Yeah, if Sony plays ball. Or if not Spider-Man, I would say um, Shuri. Uh, Black Panther. Shuri, that could be too. I'd be interested in seeing, you know, I would see, that's the thing. In the comics, uh, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Warbird, uh, all the different names she has, she's such an important character. Like the new Avengers, Avengers Disassemble storyline, House of M. She has a massive role in all of these stories. And so far, we haven't really seen that in the MCU. We haven't really seen Carol Danvers take up that leadership position. Well, even then, I just argue... Yeah, she just hasn't had the time yet. I mean, she was just introduced comparatively. She hasn't had the time, and I feel like she was just... Rush thrown into that as you were just saying a, a minute ago. She just thrown into that um, everything that was going on with the Infinity Saga. Uh, I, you know, like uh, it, the timing of the movie when the movie came out was really bad. If it came, if it had come out in like Phase Two or something, it would have been a lot better for the character. And the, you know, we were there were rumors that they were planning on introducing her at the end of Avengers: Age of Ultron instead of having Wanda come in as the new lineup, Carol Danvers. But um, but yeah, uh, but I sexism. Just feel like, 
but yeah, I just feel like you know it. It the way either either Kevin way, Feige handled regardless. the character could have been better. Uh, and uh, regardless yeah, of what they've done in the this past, is something. Yeah, yeah hopefully right? this is something they uh go on go and fix on in phase five, six, seven, eight. Hopefully, uh, Brie Larson stays in that role because I know she she suffered a lot of hate online, uh, yeah. because of, uh, of the Captain Marvel. We hopefully. She stays on in the role and doesn't feel like she just she's gonna leave because we uh some fans aren't appreciating her in the role. So um so yeah, I just feel like uh it was uh, uh one of the things Marvel got wrong uh, in the Infinity Saga. Yeah, I mean for what it's worth, I feel like again she's very tough, Brie, and even then she definitely does care about the character in the same way that you know we've got you know Anthony. Mackie, you know, going to bat for his character in the press. We see when he faced, you know, some backlash around the Captain America times. She's been doing the same thing. And even then, it's been encouraging to see Marvel stat community and true Marvel fans, you know, rally around her. Even the actors, you know, stuff too. They've gone to bat for her. I think with this movie, though, it has a really good spot. You know, Kamala is one of my favorite characters. I'm really excited to see her return. I loved her MC version. Um, you know, not perfect, but I think it was her portrayal was definitely really good. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy Monica in the Marvels. Um, there's also some basically apparently some talk that they're going to go actually an original villain, which I'm excited to do. I'm I want the MCU mm -hmm. to start branching more into more original characters, not, you know, fully, but, you know, just sprinkling them out through there so that we can start, you know, building up some more icons. So I think that this movie has a lot going for it and I'll be excited to see what it does. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah, it's coming out just to, just two weeks after um, if Secret Invasion does land in May. Uh, by the time it concludes, it'll be coming out just two weeks after Secret Invasion. So maybe we might see some links, uh, but we don't know for sure, ju uh, just as of right now. Uh, but yeah, next I mean, Nick Fury's in both of them, so probably. He's, is he in the Marvels? Yeah, yeah he's, in, he's in the Marvels, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So, well, that's, that's good setup then, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Secret Invasion. Uh, so um, we basically know that it will be directly setting up uh, events in Armor Wars. Uh, so, uh, yeah, w w what events in Armor Wars are going to set up, though? Is it going to deal with um, <clears throat> uh, the dam all the, da the damage control plot of it, where, uh, you know, humans against Skrulls? How I mean, really I think there's Armor a lot of, honestly, ways... There's a lot of ways that it could set up Armor Wars. I think the more interesting thing is while they publicly said it set up Armor Wars, if you put two and two together based on what they've also said, they basically kind of told us the whole plot of their own show with that one trailer. They told mm -hmm. us that yeah. General Ross is going to be the president. They told us the actor for the president in Secret Invasion. And then they show the president's motorcade getting blown up. Mm -hmm. so yeah. i mean i felt like marvel you could have been a little bit more subtle with that part what i'm curious to see is basically here's what i'm predicting scrolls are going to infiltrate levels of power instead of doing the comic book version or is more focused on superhero community they're going to do a more spy theme oriented and it's going to be you know high governments what i can imagine then is it's going to cause one of two things Either they're going to be able to launch programs into being able to handle superhuman threats so that way they could prepare it for a potential invasion. Or mm -hmm. the invasion is going to basically cause governments of the world to be like, we need to get a handle on anyone who could possibly have powers. What that could end up doing 
is um uh, the sentinel you know, program the, mutants and all yeah that. the sentinel right. program or even then emboldening the department of damage control who already we know is going after stark tech to be like right. all right let's actually start using this tech in more ways than just drones in a high school um you know also we got the fact that i believe it's not confirmed what position of government he has but in the trailer, you know, Rhodey has a Secret Service detail, so that's implied right, he's, right. He, he he's was, in the yeah, cabinet just... of some sort. Mm-hmm. Which I think is interesting a lot. It kind of flew under the radar, but the Rooster Brothers had confirmed in original drafts they actually considered making Rhodey president in Endgame, um, having him start a political career, but they decided it was just too much for the movie, which I think was smart. But mm-hmm. it seems like Marvel is interested in going that direction with the character, which I think could be pretty cool, you know, especially leading into Armor Wars. What I want to know, though, honestly, is the one character that I feel like has not been confirmed but should be showing up in this is Val. We know for a fact that Ross is in here, and also based off of the shots in the trailer, it looks like he's on the run, so I'd bet that he probably Mm -hmm. is from the events of Wakanda Forever. Right. I feel like Val is going to have to show up here some way. We know she's direct, she's heading up the Thunderbolt program. We know she's got one eye on Wakanda re- itching to invade. I couldn't imagine her not s- showing up here somewhere. Right, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I, I again, this is this seems like the classic Skrulls versus humans storyline. And again, as you said, it could be laying the foundations for the government, you know, targeting super uh, human individuals. Or, uh, you know, they could possibly... Revive the Sokovia Accords. What do you think about that? Uh, the the only superheroes active will be the Thunderbolts team, and uh, everyone else will be vigilante or on the run. My personal belief is basically the Sokovia Accords will be transferred into what they. I my my personal belief, my personal hypothesis mm-hmm. is basically what they'll do is they'll have something like a Devil's Reign type event, which will put the kibosh right. on like local superheroes. Realistically, I don't think they're going to want to do anything about the big guys, about the Avengers, because they tried that already. But local superheroes, I think, probably in a Devil's Reign event. When that fails epically, my assumption is the Sokovia Corps are just going to become the Mutant Registration Act. Okay, we won't say you can't be a superhero, but anyone who has powers, enhanced individuals, have to sign up with the government. Especially if you're an enhanced individual who was born with their powers. Oh, no. So you, I could easily see. I don't think it'll be called the Scovicors anymore, but I think it'll be mm-hmm. transformed yes. into the MRA. Mm-hmm. That, oh, that that would make a complete sense. Mutant registration act. That would be the perfect way to incorporate it if they do end up going that route. So yeah, the, good job on that theory. But uh, but yeah, that's basically all I, I have to say. Oh, there's one more thing about Secret Invasion. Uh, Daisy Johnson is rumored to be returning uh, as Quake. Now I'm one of the few people who hasn't watched Agents of Shield. So I couldn't care less about this. Um, no, no, you got it reversed. You're one of the few people. You're one of the many people who hasn't seen it. I'm one of the few people who has. I'm excited. I know. I know a lot of. I know Agents of Shield isn't the biggest fan base, but I would be potentially very good. Sky slash Daisy. She's a really good character. Also, frankly, this would finally make up on the promise. I feel bad personally as Agents of Shield fan because Agents of Shield was supposed to be basically the Wanda Vision. Of its time, it was supposed to be the show that ushered us into this hyper-connected level of Marvel, where you had characters right. from random franchises appearing everywhere, and we got like half a season of that, maybe as a thing, and then they just kind of forgot about it. And yeah, but even then, the it was a really was good. Like Coulson, wasn't it? 
don't think even Nick yeah. Fury showed up. It was just Colts. Well, no, no. They had other times, but the problem was basically it was always treated as second status. So basically every time Marvel, wa- they wanted to do something, they got denied. For instance, they originally wanted to have um, Agent Hill be a main character in the show. Marvel said no. They actually set up in the season four, they set up the main, one of the main bad guys. They literally set him up to become MODOK and then had to drop it because Marvel said no. So they couldn't use wow. MODOK. So they couldn't do with mm-hmm. plot. But the plot was to have MODOK as like one of the main villains for a season. And they literally set it up, but they couldn't do anything with it. Uh, there's all kinds of stuff like that. Even at the very end, they actually requested if they could fly some of their actors out and do some shots to put some people in the final battle or at least, you know, get some of the footage. And not only did they say no, but they wouldn't even tell them the plot of Endgame. So they basically kind of had to guess. <laughs> they kind of had they kind of had to guess and then basically just make up their own thing after a while and just acknowledge the fact that Thanos attacked and then do absolutely nothing with it and spin off into a separate timeline. So it, I think, if you have the chance to bring some of the characters, I'm down for it. At the same time, I am fine with the way the show ended, so I'm not necessarily don't need them to come back, but I would definitely right. be open so to So if they do any- come back, um, from your perspective, do you think it's going to be a reboot, or is it going to be like a canon? I assume it'll be exactly the same as what they're doing in... Um, Daredevil, Daredevil characters. Marvel is not going to reboot anything. Anything that does not work with their continuity, they conveniently ignore or retcon. Look at what they did with Loki's scepter and the... Co- they Loki's scepter had nothing to do with the Infinity Stones, and the Tesseract right. was originally supposed to be the Cosmic Cube, not the Space Stone. And then they just changed it, and we accepted it. They very much said that Wanda's powers completely came from the Mind Stone, and they have changed yeah, it slowly but surely every time to the next time she shows, we're going to find out she has the next gene. So, you know, it's like right. every at this point, Marvel, what my assumption is, they'll either not mention Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at all, or they'll make loose references to the events, or they'll just say, this is Agent Daisy Johnson. She's got my back. I would advise not messing with her. Her vibration gauntlets can steal the souls of your enemies. Right. Yeah. And then that'll be it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, yeah, um, I, I can also see potential because I'm about to start reading the comic Secret Warriors. If they do end up going that route after Secret Invasion, Daisy Johnson could be, uh, or Quake could be a massive part of that team. Uh, and I'm pretty sure she is in the comics as well. So um, that's another team uh, or Marvel potential Marvel series that could uh, happen post um, uh, Secret Wars. So uh, yeah, well, it's moving actually, on. We should. I have theories about that, so we should get yeah, into okay. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on. Uh, Loki season two. Now, uh, there was a bunch that was revealed about this show, uh, but we're not going to talk about that because that's way to getting into uh, the plot details. They're going to spoil the show for us and uh, a lot of our listeners and viewers. So we'll just talk about the major leak, which was um, we know that Jonathan Major uh, has filmed some scenes for the movie uh, for the series. Uh, and But we don't know if it's going to be as a variant or as the main main Kang. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing uh, more to Loki season two aside, aside from that. Uh, do you want to talk about Deadpool three and how this might affect that? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I think I think there's room to speculate because there's what I say. Obviously, we do know some stuff, and even then, there's some stuff sounds more credible than others. I've read all of the leaks. I think I have a pretty good idea. Even beyond that, what would happen just based on what it would make sense for them to be, you know, dealing with the chaos of the multiverse, dealing with the Kang conspiracy at the TVA. 
my assumption is they'd probably, you know, get the TVA to some point where it's not free from Kang, but it's probably active rebellion. So that way we can have Loki be able to team up with the heroes in Kang Dynasty, you know. But I think the idea of what this show could be and what this show I think has the potential to be, I think is, um, could basically be, this could almost be sort of a catalyst show for a lot of different events. We already saw how this show basically, arguably, was the real thing that kicked us off into phase five. This the was really what, saga. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is the real beginning of the multiverse saga. There's a lot of rumors, you know, talking about Deadpool and the fact that um, Agent Mobius is rumored to appear. And there's rumors that the plot would basically be Loki and um, uh, uh, Wolverine and Deadpool on the run from the TVA, which I think could right. potentially, you know, that sounds like a good plot, especially since they already kind of have a way to explain that. What did Deadpool do at the end of Deadpool 2? Mess with a bunch of universes. They kind of could literally write it in. and They're going to use the exact same technology again. Yeah, they could just do the exact same thing and not even have to mess with the established rules of either the Fox universe or this universe. I think, though, what they should really do with this show is just use it as kind of a way to explore those weirder sides of the MCU. You want to introduce the multiverse? Do that. You want to start exploring the concept of mutants and stuff like that? This could be our gateway to that. Down the road, I could easily see us getting into, you know, um, there's all kinds of teams that they get into. There's this one team called the Exiles, which is basically like an X-Men team made up of mutants from different universes that I that they could draw inspiration from. There's been some soft rumors from various sources, you know, talking about things like the Squadron Supreme possibly showing up at some point and i could see you know them dovetailing with that even then talking about jonathan majors i personally want to see him as a different variant i don't want to see him as kang just because we'll get him as kang in this and kang in kang dynasty rama tut um that dude nathaniel richards uh your uncle joe i feel like there's a lot of opportunities (laughs) to see some type of different you know kang kang action yeah for sure. Um, uh, again, I haven't read the plot leaks because I because uh, someone told me it's it goes in way too deep and I don't want to spoil the show for myself. Uh, but uh, yeah, the show looks like it could be you know uh, that trigger reaction that sets in motion the next series of events after what the first season did. So you could potentially say the first season sort of set up what ha- the event of Spider Man Far From Home. Uh, no, sorry, No Way Home, uh, and then Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. This the f- this show could set up. The next series of events that happens. The funny thing about Loki as a character, honestly, is if they play their cards right, Loki could be the doctor for Marvel. He's a character that is already well-beloved. You could do an easy sci-fi quirky show. And again, once um, that Jack kid grows up, he can play kid Loki or a er- version of him. Once Tom Hiddleston gets tired of the role, you can move it on to a different Loki and still keep the same show but just have a different Loki variant because they've already introduced the idea that a Loki variant can look like anybody. So I feel like this show, you know, has potential to really be as long running as they want it to. It doesn't even have to be tied to Tom Hiddleston after a certain point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's And again, I can see Tom Hiddleston in this role to like phase nine. Uh, he loves that character. From what I've seen in the interviews, it, it looks like he lives and breathes Loki. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'd love for him to stay uh, on the role for as long as he can and as long as he wants to. And uh, yeah, 
looking forward to seeing Loki season two and hopefully some more uh, Agent Mobius. Uh, but uh, yeah, next up we have Echo. Uh, so according to the latest rumors, it has been delayed to 2024. Uh, there's major uh, changes being made to the scripts and heavy reshoots are taking place at the moment. Um, it's rumored to have some mystical connections uh, and uh, looks like uh, Wilson Fisk will be the major force. And obviously this will be connected, leading to the events uh, that will occur in Daredevil Born Again. Um, so, uh, yeah, not, again, nothing much to say about the show uh, other than it having significant reissues. And I think this is, um, you know, Kevin, when Kevin Feige said uh, he's going to reevaluate the future slate of Marvel uh, after uh, the poor reception uh, Phase 4 got, which I didn't think Phase 4 was that bad either. It's just that it didn't live up to what most people expected it to be. So it looks like uh, Phase 5, Phase 6 are going to be reevaluated. That's because everyone, ex- because people expected an endgame level story. They expected three phases of storytelling in one phase. So mm-hmm. th- when you expect... <laughs> It wasn't what they expected. What they expected, <laughs> the a full X Men team <laughs> in the every Fantastic movie. Fantastic Four, Phoenix Four, <laughs> Avengers versus X Men, yeah. all in one face. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So but yeah, I do. I do agree that there was a minor, um, uh, you know, decrease in quality. I think uh, that was, I guess, because of the vast amount of projects they were doing and also the COVID pandemic. Everyone was forced to work from home. I feel like there was a decrease in quality of of content. Here's what I'll say. You know, I'm no Marvel or Disney show. At the end of the day, you give credit where credit's due, but you also take... um, You need to call them out for what as well. There was, I think, a noticeable... It wasn't nearly as consistent as Phase 3 was, but also it had literally double the project because there's a lot of nuance i think to this phase and ultimately i think it's in general way i weigh it is the most creative phase that marvel's ever done creativity oftentimes comes with flaws but in general they were trying this was the phase where marvel's actually really trying new stuff beyond the oh we'll make a war superhero movie we'll make a space hero movie no they did an entire show dedicated on sitcoms they did a 40-minute horror special. They did a science fiction, you know, uh, buddy cop mystery. They did a lot of different stuff. Some of it worked, some of it didn't. With this show, though, Echo, I feel like fans, again, have to understand to a certain point that all of these projects are purposeful. I've been seeing people say that, oh, I don't understand why Echo's on the slate. Oh, I don't understand why Agatha's on the slate. I don't think they're dedicating this time, this money to these characters if they weren't important. Even then, behind the scenes, guess who the writers and showrunners of Echo Season 3 are? A lot of them, sorry, Season 1, are from Daredevil Season Mm 3, which was the one everyone liked. So, you know, I feel like cut them some slack. I think personally what I really want to see is Aqua Laca... Is that how you pronounce your name? Alakwa, Alakwa Cox. Alakwa, Alakwa Cox. I think she did a really good job of giving a foundation for the character. But Echo, I think I want to see how can they elevate native cultures through this character in the same way that they were able to shine that spotlight on black cultures in Black Panther, uh, Mesoamerican cultures also in Black Panther. They should give more stuff to the Uh, Black Panther people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, you know. Give them give them a chance to be able to to give that spotlight to both native characters and give you know actuals. But at the same time, I want this to. I'm obviously we're gonna get set up for devil for Daredevil. We're gonna Devil's get set right. up maybe Spider Man. 
But I want to know what is that relationship like between Fisk and Echo? The one thing that is really unique about Fisk, more than honestly any other villain in Marvel, is he can adapt and be any type of villain he wants. You want him to be fighting Daredevil as this major antagonist with a vendetta? Boom, you got that franchise. You want him to be this shadowy businessman who's constantly challenging Spider-Man or other street-level heroes? Boom, you got that. Then you have events like Devil's Reign where he pulls his influence and now has you know his own squad of Thunderbolts and, and the Purple Man on this side. He can be a character. So if we're going to see him popping up in other stuff, I don't want this to just be, oh, we're waiting to see how... Basically, what everyone assumed that um, She-Hulk was going to be. Oh, we're just waiting for uh, Daredevil to show up. I want to, you know, get some unique dynamic between those characters. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, and yeah, again, I'm not very familiar with uh, Echo as a character from the comics. Uh, actually, my first interaction with the character was uh, in uh, Chip Zdarsky's um, Daredevil run uh, and um, the Goat, uh, the Hawkeye TV show. Uh, and yeah, that that's all I know uh, about uh, Echo, and I'm looking forward to know more Can about we get the character. Chip Zdarsky to write some some movies. I need I need this man. <laughs> no, seriously, because oh, yeah. everything Zdarsky he writes, quality. Yeah. I would argue he is the street level Hickman. Mm-hmm. The street he, level he genius. Writes, yeah, my man's a beast. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, uh, but I think that's enough, Echo. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to what the show has to offer. And obviously, Daredevil writers, how can they go wrong? Three excellent seasons. Season two, uh, still amazing, but uh, not as good as season one and three. So three excellent seasons of Daredevil and uh, now Echo. So looking forward to seeing what uh, it has to offer. Uh, but next up, we have Armor Wars. Um, rumored to be a West Coast Avengers featuring characters introduced in Phase 5. So uh, characters like Wonder Man, I would assume, Vision, uh, and all of that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, I haven't read this. I haven't read the rumors or leaks surrounding our war. So, um, Alice, do you want to take the reign on this one? So basically what we're looking like is armor wars might not exactly be as armor wars as we thought. Basically the rumors are leaks is instead of taking inspiration directly from armor wars, we would rather take inspiration from the Iron Man 2020 event, mm-hmm. uh, which was featured in. 2020 in that basically it was kind of similar to armor wars but the main feature of it is you had arno stark who is um tony's cousin basically taking control and becoming a new iron man and taking up his mantle and also the reestablishment of a classic um, marvel team called force works force works if anybody remembers that iron man cartoon uh, from the 90s they were on there but they basically are like if you got, so, you know, on the Justice League, you've got, like, the Outsiders, which are, like, Batman's team for when he doesn't want to play nice with the Justice League. Right. Force Works are basically were Iron Man's team when he didn't want to play nice with the Avengers. So it had mem- it's had in the past members like uh, Hawkeye, War Machine, of course, um, Julia Carpenter, Spider-Woman, you know, a bunch of other characters like that. Not necessarily your heavy hitters, but characters that are auxiliary. Mockingbird, I believe, has been a part of the squad. The rumors that we're hearing with this are basically that they might be retitling this and making this more of a team movie and also possibly making it into a West Coast Avengers. I personally think they're just going to combine those concepts, the West Coast Avengers with the um, mm-hmm. with Forceworks as a team, just to streamline it. Also, the Avengers are obviously going to be a more recognizable brand than 
someplace. Right. My question is, though, I think I don't know if that's the best name, frankly. I don't. The West Coast Avengers West Coast as a Avengers. team, the West Coast <laughs> Avengers as a team were created in a very specific time when the Avengers operated on the East Coast for the most part. And this team was supposed to be the heroes. Of, that's not really a dynamic you have in Marvel. Quite literally, we had in the 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 biggest major team up we got of the end of the year was She-Hulk, who lives in Los Angeles, teaming up with the New York superhero who just yeah. flew over. They hung out, and then he went back to New York. <laughs> Yo, Peter Peter Parker, your friendly neighborhood New York Spider-Man, has literally spent the first two movies everywhere except New York. <laughs> so, like, yeah. <laughs> so at uh, this yeah. point, I'd be curious to see what the purpose of having <laughs> a couple of Avengers Do you think they'll just call to... the team first works? I mean, I could see that, but at the same time, I, I feel like there's 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 give and take. One is the fact that if you do Force Works, and I could see this happening, I could see them calling this team for the West Coast Avengers Force Works and the Young Avengers the Champions or Young Avengers to kind of streamline the brand. So that way you only have one Avengers team. But I could also see them doing the idea of having the Avengers as the core brand and then a bunch of offshoots. You got the Young Avengers for the young guys. You've got the new Avengers for the main heroes. You've got the um, uh, the the West Coast Avengers team, you know, for that. What I've also called, seen yeah. some people say that they could borrow the name. There was another team that was kind of similar, the Mighty Avengers, which was led by Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that also had like that. Yeah, that roster had Luke Cage, Blue Marvel, Hawkeye, and a couple others. But they could borrow the name from that one potentially. But the Avengers, personal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Personally, I don't really care what they call it. My main thinking is this. Rhodey as a character has been involved in the MCU, played by this actor, since the second movie. Really, the first movie, the second movie, which Clarice actor. He has been ju- as just as much along with the ride as every other Avengers character. Yeah, we haven't really gotten to see a chance at how he thinks. So as much as I'm excited to see the potential of another Avengers team forming. We're also getting another Avengers team in New World Order. We're also getting a team-up movie with the Marvels. I want to see what War Machine brings to the table. Now, I don't think that we're in danger of that necessarily, but I hope that this, if we're going to get a team-up movie, I hope this is a team-up movie in the style of Captain America Civil War. Still focus on the main character, but you get some other characters a chance to have the spotlight. The only other thing I'd probably say is I would hope that all of the scrolls aren't completely mopped up. I kind of hope that there's a couple scrolls still sticking around so that if these two have a direct connection, you maybe see not just, oh, this is what happened in the movie, but, you know, some actual events still lingering. Because one thing that always bothered me about Secret Invasion was just how quickly they cleaned it all up. Like, I feel like there should have been more lasting effects in terms of scroll sleeper agents still hiding on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but yeah, before we move on to the next one, uh, five give me, give me five characters you want to see part of this upcoming West Coast Avengers team. Um, Ironheart, because I would love to see the chemistry that I think the actress could have with um Don Cheadle. Right. Um, Daisy, because if this is our way to get Daisy Johnson back, then I'm gonna take it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go out of left oh, field. Wait a second. Wait a second. Why don't they just call the Secret Warriors? Daisy Johnson from the comics. So this is sort of like this could be. See, the problem with that is Marvel stabbed themselves in the foot 
back when they were still fighting with Fox, they temporarily tried to turn the Inhumans into the mutants for some reason unknown. Mm -hmm. So when they did that, they turned the secret warriors into an Inhumans only team. So the latest version of the secret warriors, it had like Kamala and Daisy and others. And now they're like, so they, Mm -hmm. I would want them to do that. That would be a good name. So wait, so you'd have Secret Invasion and then Secret Warriors. Which leads to Secret Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> with, Secret Invasion with secret, leads, to secret leads, leads to Secret Wars. Yeah. It's Baby Kiss. Secret slapping size. Phase 5. This baby can hold so many secrets. <laughs> but another, um, but last thing, but one character I really would like to see. If we have the potential of getting other characters, you know one characters that have been dedicated to the West Coast who I really want back? Who Marvel's been dropping some hints. I'm can there. There's no way they named a character Donnie Blaze, <laughs> and just expect us to forget about that. Also, even then, Robbie Reyes in um, Agents of Shield was based in LA, so it seems all the signs point that their Ghost Riders operate on the west coast of the United States. So if this is our chance to potentially get some supernatural interactive with some tech, I know you know we're gonna see that in Ironheart, but. If we could get, you know, some Ghost Rider action in here, maybe, you know, we're casting. Anybody got Nicolas Cage's number? Just saying. I feel like we get some good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. My, my uh, well, the members I would like to see here, uh, Wonder Man, first of all. Uh, again, he's uh, part of the West Coast. I keep forgetting the that's the thing. Yeah, Wonder Man. Um, <laughs> let me use some existing characters. Um, Hawkeye. If uh, if Jeremy Renner still decides to stick around and not going to be part of the main Avengers team, let Hawkeye come into this team. Um, I have a see, question, though. I want though. Ironheart. I want I have Ironheart, a question. but would it really make sense to have two armor characters in one team? As opposed to the Avengers, which had two spies on the team? Or the Thunderbolts, which is literally all super soldiers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair point. But yeah, you, I have yeah, a question, a though, for you. Would would you? I feel like personally, it'd be an interesting thing to have Clint stay with the new Avengers and be kind of like the veteran team member, and then have um, Kate be on the be on a potential West oh, Coast Avengers. Isn't Kate gonna lead the Young Avengers? I mean, I yeah, but I, I, you know what? Maybe Marvel. <laughs> when are we gonna get the X Men? <laughs> Give me some X Men up in here at some point. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it's, it's getting complicated. I guess Vi- White Vision is another character they could add. White Vision, a uh, War Machine, Ironheart, Wonder Man, and um, I don't know someone they introduce later down the line. We'll see. Throwing Wong, <laughs> but uh, let's, let's throw Wong, Wong in there. Yeah, Wong. It's Wong. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, next <laughs> next up, uh, we have Daredevil: Born Again. Uh, now this series is supposed to uh, supposedly adapting the Dark Reign. Um, saga from the comics. Uh, Jessica Jones, uh, the Punisher, uh, are r- rumored to be returning. Uh, Christian Ritter and Jordan Bernthal in their respective roles. Uh, White Tiger is rumored to be introduced in this film, and uh, yeah, it's going to lead directly into Spider-Man Four. Um, thoughts? Um, I mean, I'm personally uh, Daredevil: Born Again. See, I'm of the opposite mind of everyone else. Everyone keeps talking about Daredevil Born Again needs to recapture the magic. Daredevil Born Again, if it doesn't, if it isn't the perfect Daredevil Season 4, then they're going to throw it out. I honestly don't want this to be anything like Daredevil Season 4. 
Daredevil or Daredevil season three. Daredevil as a character is so varied. You get your Frank Miller runs, you get your Chip Zdarsky runs, and you get everything in between. I think I Bendis, I want to see a different take, a really intrinsically superhero take that explores. I feel like you know we position Matt at a good place. He's had his journey of rebirth. He's come out. I feel like he can be a better hero. He made the choice when he easily could have killed Fist to let him go. Now we see the fact that obviously Fisk had built up some power after the blip. People are assuming that Matt was probably gone during the blip, unless he was just like, eh, I've got no problem with your criminal enterprise. Uh, so, you know, I, we've got, I think, you know, some interesting chance for dynamic, but explicitly super one, you know, the idea of potentially, I know everyone, when you hear the word mentor or, or sidekick in Marvel, now everyone wants to immediately start screaming. But I think the idea of having Matt take on a more mentorship role to White Tiger in this universe, that, that could be interesting. And White I'm Tiger the mind. be part of the West Coast Avengers. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so basically, so everyone who doesn't get to be a main superhero will just throw you on, <laughs> we'll throw you on the reject Avengers. squad. <laughs> and if anyone's young, you go on the Young Avengers. <laughs> Yep. It's like that one family guy meme with the what's the name? <laughs> Young. What's the... <laughs> but I think, you know, the idea, this this show I feel like has basically, in the same way that I feel like you can achieve, you know, just because in the same way that I want them to do something new with Deadpool, but still kind of honor those vibes from Fox, I feel like that can be a dare number one again. You can achieve some of those vibes, honor the history of the Netflix Marvel era, because that was an important era for Marvel, but but at the same time, position them in something new. Show how we can take these street-level characters and integrate them into the world at large, you know? As for all of the Spider-Man stuff, here's where I land on it personally. I think it's a given that there's going to be a Spider-Man, what's the name, team up? The only, the only reason I think there might not be a Spider-Man Daredevil team up is because there could possibly be a Spider-Man Fantastic Four team up. But other than that, that's my assumption that they're going to go with. But um, I want to see their dynamic almost continue in kind of like a respect way. Peter Parker, I think, has grown beyond the need for mentors. We don't need anyone else teaching him how to be a hero. Even then, you know, from a storyline perspective, depending on how they play it, they could have basically been heroes actively fighting for around the same amount of time. Depending on how it's gone, depending on how it goes, because even then, Daredevil, you know, the Daredevil timing I found is weird. So like, it all takes place very close together, but then also all takes place in like 2012. So they'll have to do some reestablishment in terms of what happens when. <laughs> uh -huh. But you know, giving you know, you could have the chance for Matt and them to have you know that sort of mutual level of respect with each other. So that way, when they team up, you know. I would want, hopefully, just a cameo, maybe, in Daredevil, so that way the team-up mm -hmm. could be safe for Spider-Man 4, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, 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 I'm on board with you. I don't want what we had. I don't, I don't want the same atmosphere, the same vibe we had in the Netflix Daredevil shows. I love that vibe. I love that atmosphere. But now we're heading into a different direction. We're heading into a big team-up event uh, in Secret Wars. And now Daredevil, even in the comics, he was part of almost all the major Avengers events. He was the one who defeated Ultron with his two sticks. All right. So, um, yeah, I think we need more of that version of Daredevil. Uh, I know there's a large fan base uh, around, you know, hashtag save, the day, save, the, save Daredevil 
uh, movement. Uh, but I think, uh, you know, just having Charlie Cox back and having bringing the old crew back together, having their little reu- reunion in this show, uh, and then setting them off to be um, big players uh, eventually in the Marvel Universe is the perfect way to do it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I just can't wait for it. Looking forward to do Looking forward to see how um, the story from uh, Echo leads into this and how the story from this leads into um, uh, Spider-Man 4. And ha- will Wilson will Fisk have some connections with Val? Is is it really gonna be a dark rain type of thing uh, where Wilson Fisk r- r- runs Shield or what? Ha- whatever happened in the comics, uh, but uh, but yeah, we'll I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But uh, and I'll be looking forward to it. Uh, next up, we have Spider Man Four. Um, so it's rumored to be part of Phase Four, surprisingly. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned, it, it, it's aiming r- r- rumor slash reportedly aiming for a late 2024 release date and will be a continuation of Born Again. Um, yeah. Thoughts on this, house? I mean, here's... I don't really know if we can say anything about this just because we don't know. I mean, here's yeah, here's but... what I'll say. This is speculation time. Here's what my dream Spider-Man college trilogy is, alright? Mm-hmm. You have Peter... <clears throat> you have Peter... Um, basically down in his dumps he's in a dark place all right he's he's lost all his family he's lost all his friends he's just focused on being a friendly neighborhood spider-man but all of a sudden he wants to kind of just do his own thing he's kind of staying away from the avengers but then he finds out something this new guy in town mayor wilson fisk he's outlawing superheroes so now he has Mm -hmm. to team up you know with this daredevil guy to stop him maybe daredevil maybe the defenders do that on the other hand, though, you could have Fisk or maybe even Jameson, because I like the MCU Jameson, could be the one in response to hunt down both of these to create Scorpion. I think this would be a great, and I would think that Scorpion could be a really good antagonist to do down the line for multiple reasons. One, they already introduced him in Homecoming, and two, this could really be the way where we actually get Peter Parker, this version of Peter Parker, an iconic antagonist. The reason why is because let's look at the era of Marvel they're right in, in right now. What was the post-credit scene of No Way Home? Um, No Way Home? What was it? Venom? Venom symbiote. Matt Gargan, Scorpion, was the Venom during this period of Marvel, during the Secret Invasion, well, technically mm-hmm. Civil War, but Secret Invasion, Civil War, Dark Reign period, right. he was mm-hmm. he had the Venom symbiote. Steve. So they could right. they could introduce the Venom symbiote perhaps in Spider-Man 4, maybe attached to him. He used it in Secret Wars or whatever, then maybe have the symbiote latch on to him. That way this could be a distinct version of Venom. They don't even have to worry about touching all the Sony stuff. I you know, get that. Yeah, I think also other characters I'd love to see. I'd love to see an MCU Black Cat. Personally, oh, I yeah. actually Harry think... Osborn. Uh, Harry, yes, that? but I think it'd be tricky. Now that they've done the whole what happened in No Way Home, it's going to be interesting how they could even touch the Osborns without them being like... Right. Uh, no. <laughs> but, you know, the yeah, idea of Black Cat... I, see, it'll be interesting if they don't do Harry Osborn. Who are they going to replace him with? You know, Spider-Man needs that buddy best friend character. Yeah, I mean, I think for one, Flash Thompson, it didn't go anywhere. I think they could just keep him as an option. I like uh, Tony. He's, but he's he's off to MIT. He's off to MIT, though. Yeah, I mean, college doesn't last forever. And also, they could just go the comic route. They could go comic route, drop out early, get his legs blown off, come back as Aiden Venom. Um, but you could do that. Um, Johnny Storm, his literal best friend from the comics. Whoa. <laughs> 
Iceman, Johnny Storm, and Firestar. Give me that. Give me that. Yeah, exactly. We could actually, you know, and think about it. it the assumption is so I don't. Okay, I know this isn't technically Phase uh, Five, but I'll just or well announced project that we have on our list right now but i'll just say it matt shankman apparently in an interview was talking about how he wants to make this the most comic accurate fantastic four and i'm like yes yes mm-hmm. <laughs> love you but that means i could easily see us getting a younger you know college age johnny that and if i'm don't think they're gonna cast a bunch of old people for the x-men so you know i feel like there's a chance we could get some of those iconic team-ups you know the amazing friend we could get johnny and peter you know being having that relationship you know you talk about uh the hickman fantastic four and all that stuff you know maybe we could even potentially see some future foundation stuff down the line at some point Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and this is all just conjecture because we literally have nothing to talk about for Spider-Man. But I feel like what I want to see is Peter's already grown from a young, inexperienced rookie into a hero. What I want to hear now is to see him go from a hero, frankly, into a legend like Tony Stark was, like Captain America was. Kevin Feige said he wants to make Spider-Man the greatest hero in this universe. Hey, I think we can do it. Just got to see it, you know? Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, let's move on to the big dogs of Phase Five, shall we? Um, yeah. you, let's do Ironheart first, maybe. Okay, let's do Ironheart first. Uh, Ironheart first. So, um, there's nothing to Ironheart except for we're getting Mephisto and we're getting the Hood. Uh, anything you want to add to that? I feel like we can just skip over it. Uh, I'm excited to see Ironheart play the Hood. <laughs> the Hood's trying, In the West sorry. Coast okay. Avengers. <laughs> Here's here's the one thing that I will say. I'm if they better watch this show because there's no way that nerds literally cried about Mephisto not showing up mm-hmm. in WandaVision. They better watch this show. That's all I'm gonna say. Also, Ryan Coogler and Ryan Coogler we trust. Ryan, so. Ryan Coogler. Oops. Ryan Coogler's just you know he, he's a master. That's really all I got to say. I mean, later. the one so. thing I have heard there be some rumors that Agatha might possibly these this show be be connected to hers or even sh- she could show up in some capacity or other stuff, vice versa. But, you know. And, uh, Nothing yeah, that really makes there. sense. Uh, I'm interested. I'm interested in seeing, uh, the magic versus tech or armor, um, uh, dynamic. Well, actually, there is one other thing, but I feel like if we start talking about phase six stuff or other rumored projects, it'd be important. Mm -hmm. Because actually is one thing that dropped that is a little bit important. Do we go for it or do we save it for a future episode? Uh, I think let's save it for a future episode. Let's save it. Let's save it. Haha, audience, you don't you don't get to hear that just yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah. Uh, next up, we have Agatha Coven of Chaos, uh, rumored to be delayed till until after Daredevil: Born Again. Uh, the entire Westview cast will be returning. Uh, Joe Locke is uh supposedly playing playing Wiccan from the comics. Aubrey Plaza in an undisclosed role, most probably the villain of the show. Uh, and Mephisto is rumored to be involved after his debut in Ironheart. Now, um, this show is really shaping up to be, um, you know, uh, I've seen a lot of people describe it as the children's crusade storyline. Um, yeah. What do you think? Basically, I mean, from what I understand, basically, this is, let's just call a spade a spade. Every Almost every actor for Westview has returned. Um, mm-hmm. this is an Agatha. This is just WandaVision season two. This literally has the exact same yeah. writing staff as WandaVision. This she, is just I WandaVision. Know, I don't know why they 
Why didn't they just call it WandaVision season two? Because Doesn't it's that smarter have more that brand way. Value? Because it's smarter that way. At the end of the day, they're trying to position Scarlet Witch into being a major character potentially for movies. Meanwhile, who are the characters that people like? Agatha was a surefire hit, so they say, let's do some time spending off her. Then what's going to be WandaVision Season 3? Vision Quest, because then we'll do some time spending with Vision, which also has the same exact writing staff. So I think at the end of the day, it's the same way that the Book of Boba Fett was the Mandalorian Season 3. He is just, right. it spent a couple episodes with Boba Fett for a second. Right. So I think, you know, it's not even a marketing thing. My main thing is I don't buy this rumor as being delayed. They're literally filming it right now. So if they're delaying it, why are we getting all this news about it? Because the only things we have are possible conjectures being delayed. Meanwhile, they're actively filming right now. They're keep dropped in casting news and updates. We're getting other information, you know, ties and stuff. I think that there's a chance it could come out a little later. I could easily see it being, you know, late. 2000 uh sorry mid 2024 to late but i don't think they're doing it all the way to 2025 i just even there's just literally too much stuff they're talking about you know even putting in new movies that they want to put before secret invasion um we know that this is going sorry i keep doing that secret wars we know that there's movies that they want to put before <laughs> secret wars so i think right. that eventually this is a this is not a project that they seem to be reevaluating this is an important one that's going full steam ahead. So I'm excited. Um, the one thing I would probably want from this project most of all is honestly, just make it fun. WandaVision was fun. I liked WandaVision because it was fun. It didn't necessarily worry about trying to be a superhero show that was setting up the entire fate <laughs> of the Marvel Universe, even though that's what everyone wanted it to be. So... I think that if you just let this show do lean into what we did, I think lean into those performances. I haven't personally seen Joe Locke act, but I've heard good things about Heartstopper. Um, I also think he's in like an, another series or whatever that I heard some good things about. So, you know, I'm for it. Agatha, uh, Catherine Hahn is one of my favorite actresses. Really liked her in Knives Out. Really liked her in Parts and Rec. You know, so it has the chance to do that. I also think we could build up, you know, some more of that magic lore in the MCU. Right now, we really only know of the sorcerers as a magic sort of authority, getting the chance to delve into the mysteries of the Demiurge, the getting witchcraft, a chance to delve into witches. And yeah. potentially Midnight Suns and all yeah. that stuff. So, yeah. Midnight Sun setup. You know, there's rumors that she could either be on the team or possibly even serve as their main antagonist. Either way, there's a lot of there's a lot of areas that this could really lean into Marvel's mystic side, you know. I'm not expecting it, honestly, to have many implications for Secret Wars, you know, aside from the potential that Wiccan might show up in Secret Wars. But I do definitely think that this will be pretty pivotal for what our supernatural horror Marvel is going to look like. For for sure. For sure. Yeah, I think, um, you know, Ironheart, Agatha Coming to Chaos and maybe Moon Knight Season 2, Midnight Sun movie, but whatever those come out, they're going to be, you know, uh, the supernatural verse in the MCU is going to full steam ahead uh but yeah now let's talk about um arguably two of the biggest project of this phase uh let's start off with captain america new world order so uh i got um some plot details over here on my mobile phone um so let me mobile just read them out phone. to you mobile phone uh but uh yeah so uh again the cast as we know it sam wilson anthony mackie danny ramirez will be returning as uh, joaquin torres the falcon potentially another member for the west coast avengers 
Um, <laughs> Tim Blake Nelson. Actually, no. I would. I would assume Young Avengers because he actually is a champion. So if they're gonna combine Young Avengers oh. and what's the name, he's already been on the interesting. team. Interesting, interesting. Oh yeah, but one of the B teams. Um, Harrison Ford as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Carl Lumley as Isaiah Bradley. Carl Lumley as Isaiah Bradley, and um, uh, Shira Haas as Ruth Bat Seraph, aka Sabra. Um, so uh, according to Daniel RPK, uh, again a very reliable leaker uh, in the industry, uh, Thunderbolt Ross will be president of the United States in the film, and he will turn into the Red Hulk, uh, as uh, again corroborated by other sources as well. Um, the movie will be uh, about the su- uh, about the Super Soldier Serum and its potential. Uh, Val will appear in the film, obviously. <coughs> My bad. <laughs> Uh, Adam Adamantium is going to be uh, f- is going to first appear in the film. It'll show up on Tiamat Island, and countries will go to war over it being uh, an open resource on unclaimed land, and it could be more valuable than vibranium. Uh, Sam will be looking to assemble a new team of Avengers to take down President Ross. Hulk and She-Hulk not currently set to appear, although source uh, the sources are more uh, a little more iffy about Bruce. Um, so yeah, Jessica Chastain is being eyed to play the main villain. Um, and uh, there will be five villains in the film total, Red Hulk, Val, Theater, Jessica Chastain, plus one more character. Uh, and uh, I love yes, how people... literally all Steve did was fight Hydra, and Sam, like, fights an entire roster's worth of villains in his first movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's also like... one more. Um, there is a rumor that either Captain America 4 or Moon Knight Season 2 will feature a Cap plus Moon Knight team-up uh, against the Serpent Society. Uh, and this comes from uh, the Great Face. Uh, I don't know how reliable they are, but uh, that's a rumor out there. Uh, so yeah, this this movie sounds like a spectacle. It sounds like uh, Civil War before um, uh, Avengers Infinity War. It sounds like the big midway point before things go full steam ahead, uh, aiming for the conclusion of the multiverse saga. But uh yeah, I'm really excited for this. Really excited to see Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, I'm excited to see who'll be part of the new Avengers lineup. Uh, and yeah, uh, overall super excited. What do you think? I'm I'm excited personally in regards to these leaks. Here's what I would just comment on that. I think I think a decent amount of those are true, just based on what we kind of know and can infer. But I don't. I think there's also a decent amount that's just conjecture or whatever. For instance, right. While it would make sense, obviously, for the leader and stuff to be in here and all that type of stuff, I don't really know if it may... I don't think there's going to be another super soldier plot. I do think they're actually going to focus more on the weapons and the vibe, the adamantium stuff, just simply for the fact that they've literally focused on the super soldier term for every Captain America project, including the one before this. And if we're going to take the elements of... Well, it's kind of hard to determine what's canon at the end of She-Hulk or not, but at the very least we have the idea that people have basically kind of figured out superpowers and super soldier serums, gamma radiation, all that stuff, more or less already. It's much less of a thing. Now we're moving on to the big guns, like major weapons and god killers and stuff like that. Now we're to the point where we're entering a superior arms race. So I know that. Um, Obviously, I think Sam will be, you know, assembling a new Avengers team. I feel like that makes sense. And I do see this being like our pivotal Civil War movie. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't, 
I think this is also very much could end up being another Endgame WandaVision situation where a lot of people want to put a lot on this movie and we need to remember that they've got a very specific plan. So, you know, it's cool. As much as we might want to see this big all-out brawl between the Red Hulk and the Serpent Society and MODOK mm-hmm. and uh, your mom and everyone else, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> you know, Who's WWE Jessica Chastain going to play? I don't even know who Jessica Chastain would play. <laughs> like, no idea, yeah. I, oh, I've yeah. heard some rumors that they might bring in Cynthia Schmidt, Sin, uh, who's mm-hmm. like Red Skull's daughter, granddaughter, or whatever. Yay. I, I don't know. I feel like we've got, I feel like the leader, Val, and Red Hulk already present a pretty good threat trio. Having the Serpent Society maybe well, is as Chastain. either. Jessica Chastain is supposed to be playing the main villain. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that that's what I'm. Thinking. The like, only okay, is, the okay like tinfoil tin, tinfoil right? hat time tinfoil hat time. Uh-huh. Jessica Chastain. See what they're gonna do is they're gonna introduce her, and she's gonna be a part of other governments, and then Sam's gonna think she's a scroll, right? Then it turns out that she's not a scroll, but what she actually wants to add a mantian for, she believes humans can't handle it because she's actually the empress of the Shi'ar Empire, therefore leading into a Whoa. cosmic X-Men. Thank you, therefore, the I've written Kevin Feige call me. <laughs> Damn. Sniper tooth dead. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's, but, that's a very interesting theory. The Shi'ar Empire. But, the series, uh, but on a real note, um, I think that this movie has a lot going for it. I'm really excited to see the potential of Anthony Mackie leading this team. Um, one thing I do want to see, though, really, is I hope they're not so focused on cop. I don't want them to copy the dynamic of the other Avengers. The main focus and strength of the Avengers were their personalities, and I feel like you have some more interesting personalities that can bounce around that. While I, you know, we did talk about the idea of an MCU trio, you know established for the Avengers. I don't necessarily want them to have the same dynamic that the old Cap Tony Thor trio did. You know, whether that means it's, you know, Sam, Moon Knight, and Kamala, or Sam, Carol, and Doctor Strange, or whatever form that takes, I feel like there's ways where we can see these characters, you know, get to work and interact. And even then, I feel like this Avengers team can be different than others because you can actually have, like, a more wide base covered. You've got Shang-Chi kind of dipped in a little bit into the mystical, but also on the street level side. Someone like, you know, Sam, who's the soldier. Um, Carol could be a potential cosmic force. Moon Knight, you know, tied to the horror and mystical elements as well. You know, there's a lot of different ways where they can bring in all these different corners and the Avengers can kind of be that melting pot of the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Uh, and yeah, I think um, the new Avengers team, whatever it is, this this is going to be an Avengers love, uh, event movie, if you ha- haven't already guessed it. So uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. really looking forward to see what Kevin Feige has planned uh, and the director they have on board, Julius Ona, not really well known. And I'm uh, hopefully this can be his breakthrough project and he can get more uh, Marvel Studios projects, big bigger projects down the line. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's move on to uh, the finale of Phase Five. The project concluding Phase Five will be. Let me just pull it up. Um, it is. Whoops. I can't seem to find it, but um, I will find it. Don't worry. Um, it is the Thunderbolts. Uh, so the cat for the Thunderbolts so far is Florence Pugh as Elena Belova, Black Widow. Sebastian Stan's Bucky Barnes. 
Wyatt Russell as John Walker, U.S. agent. David Harbour as Lexi Shostakov, the Red Guardian. Uh, Hannah John came in as Ava Star Ghost. Olga Kurilenko as uh, Taskmaster. Julius, uh, Julia Louise Drefeus as CIA Director Contessa Valentina. And Harrison Ford as Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross. Um, so first one is... What? Uh, it says... Okay. Oh, my God. It said Robert Reynolds. I thought it said Ryan Reynolds will be the main villain of the film. I'm like, what? Okay, yeah. So Robert Reynolds, the sentry, will be the main villain of the film. And it will, uh, and he, his character will have been created by Val. Uh, Sentry will start out as a member of the Thunderbolts, but he will start hearing voices and slowly losing his mind. Growing Rogue and the Thunderbolts team will need to stop him at all costs. There's one more character in the Thunderbolts team that isn't in the concept art, uh, as he would be a spoiler. Uh, this is probably Zemo. referring to Sentry or Red Hulk. Uh, Sentry or Red Hulk, okay, it was just referring to them. Uh, but uh, yeah. Why are we pretending like Why are we pretending like Zemo and in this movie? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, the Thunderbolts will venture into Tiamat Island, uh, which is called Genosha. Might be called Genosha, uh, which is getting me excited as an X Men fan. Uh, but uh, to get adamantium uh, before other countries do so, uh, as a, co- a continuation of the war from uh, control of Tiamat Island and its adamantium, which will have started in Captain America: New World Order. Um. And yeah, Baron Zemo will be in the movie. The Hood will be part of the team. And um, Songbird is rumored to be part of the team as well. I, I wanted this from the get-go. When we got that first team announced, I said, why is Songbird not in this? Hopefully she's in it. Uh, and they're eyeing an actor actress like um, Sadie Sink uh, to play the character. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's the roundup for the movie. Um, let me just say off the bat, I'm super excited for the introduction of Genosha. Uh, as you all know, I'm a huge X-Men fan. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, the sooner we get the X-Men, the better. Uh, and uh, yeah, it looks like the, uh, the buildup for uh, the groundwork and the foundation is already starting to be, uh, started being built. You know, we've got mutants and slowly introducing Genosha, a mutant nation. Now it's only about a time we get more details about the X-Gene uh, and eventually the X-Men lineup. Uh, but uh, Alice... What do you think about the Thunderbolts? I mean, personally, I think that this movie, it's kind of too far out for me to say too much. Um, I would, you know, I want them to be careful. Just logistics-wise, I don't know how practical, just, you know, varied, is going to be when you've got uh, people like the Sentry and, again, a team of mostly fighters, which are good fighters, but this seemed very much like more a Black Ops squad, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Even then, Sentry has been comfortable, and he's an odd man out. I think, you know, this movie will be almost carried, though, by the chemistry. A lot of these actors that they've got, Florence Pugh, David Harbour, um, Sebastian Stan, Stan, I can never remember her name, but the lady from Seinfeld who plays Val. They're literally, some of these people have won, like, major, like, and she won an Emmy for her comedy acting, Mm -hmm. so she's great. I'm fully expecting them to fully let loose, and I really want to see the banter between these characters. I also feel like, you know, it's an opportunity to frankly shine some light again on areas that we haven't seen a lot. Ghost, I think, was I don't think she was wasted, but I think it felt honestly like she belonged in a different movie at some points with Ant-Man and the Wasp. I feel like it was hard to kind of get a read on what they really wanted to do with her character. This is the opportunity for both her and Taskmaster to kind of establish that, you know. Taskmaster similarly 
didn't really i personally was a fan of the adaptation i like what they did with the twist but i do think that the movie could have used more taskmaster for black widow this is their chance to actually delve in whether they want to bring it closer to the comic book origins and give her more of a snarky personality or they want to do something different there's multiple directions that they can go with it so you know we have the opportunity i would hope though once again marvel fans need to remember to pace themselves I think it's smart to do Genosha. Don't be expecting a post credit scene where Magneto comes down and says, <laughs> yeah, no, this place is going to be my crib now. I'm like, don't, let, let's calm down. <laughs> yeah, that's I think I mean, that the world building that they've been doing is very slow and very good. I don't know how practical living on an island made of adamantium is, but, um, you know, another thing that I'm honestly expecting this epi- episode one thing that I will expect this is to possibly tease either whether it already exists or establish it possibly existing a weapons X program. Because again, if they're having all this adamantium stuff at some oh, just point, a weapons we know plus program, not weapon X yeah. in general, just the weapons plus program. Yeah. Yeah. That weapon plus. Yes. Yeah, weapon plus mm-hmm. to, to start, you know, going into the idea of having their own super soul dedicated super soldier program, you know, in the same way that I think the, the the Sokovia Accords can evolve into the MRA. I think the Super Soldier program that they had previously, and therefore what they're trying to do with Walker, could end up evolving into the Weapons Plus program, which later could either develop Weapon X, or maybe even it's already existed, and Walker could have maybe just been a part of that and not known it. Mm-hmm. Yep, that could. I mean, the, the, the potential is there. And obviously, we have to keep in mind plans change. This mo- this movie is what two and a half years out. A lot of changes can be made between now and then. Uh, I don't think the script is set in stone. They haven't started filming yet. They haven't even uh, they haven't even started principal photography. They're still in very very early stages of pre uh, pre production. So a lot of this these plans can change. It might not even be end up called uh, Genosha in this movie. It might be referred to as Genosha way later down the line when we do get the X Men. So. We also have to keep that in mind. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think that wraps up our Phase 5 preview. Uh, before we wrap up, um, uh, Alice, we have a question from our Reddit page. Uh, we got a question from Reddit. So that's basically asking us, what would be our main five Avengers heading into C- uh, Kang Dynasty? Kamal Khan. Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Wilson, Carol Danvers. Mm-hmm. I almost said Oscar Isaac. Moon Knight. <laughs> Moon Knight. Interesting. And Oscar That's Isaac just shows up, but just as Oscar mm-hmm. Isaac. I, my my mine's very different to yours. My one for Sam Wilson. Um, why am I forgetting? Women. Carol Danvers. Um, Peter Parker. Um. So Black so Panther. far they're not that different. Black Panther, Shuri, and She-Hulk. These are the five I went for. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I'm pretty sure there'll be more than five members on the main Avengers team. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm assuming we're probably, I mean, as you can see by our West Coast. I think we'll get section, around eight members. Seven or eight. And they'll be like, yeah, they'll be like the main focus of uh, Kang Dynasty. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I guess that's where we wrap up the episode. Thank you all for watching. Make sure to subscribe to our channel for more for daily content about gaming, movies, TV shows, all of that. Uh, make sure to check out our Patreon. Uh, link will, to that will be in the description below. Make sure to join our Discord so you can interact with us and the hosts and co-hosts of each of our shows. Uh, and thank you all for watching. 
We'll see you again very, very soon. Peace.